You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with freedom through faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hello, everyone, everywhere. This is Pastor Robert Thibodeau. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Amen. We're so glad to be with you tonight. It is a glorious day in the kingdom of God. Why is that, Brother Bob? Just because we have the opportunity to gather together, pray, study the Word of God, learn from the Holy Spirit of God, And then we get to leave here and implement what he shows us. Amen. And I wanted to share with you, you've heard me say this before, that this scripture, to me, is probably one of the most powerful scriptures that you can find in the Bible. It lays out the gospel. It lays out what our calling is in the gospel. It lays out what we are supposed to do. It lays out who we are as far as the kingdom of God is concerned. It gives you everything you need to face whatever it is you face on a daily basis. Amen? And the scripture I'm talking about is in the book of Acts, chapter 10, Verse 38 and 39. Amen. Acts 10.38 to me is one of those scriptures that just grabbed my spirit when I heard it. Oh, Lord, 20-some years ago. And I've been preaching on it ever since. Sometimes I let it go for a few months, but I always, always come back to this scripture whenever I have the opportunity. I may be in a sermon on whatever topic you want to pick and when the Holy Spirit leads I will start preaching on Acts 10.38 because it's applicable to every situation Amen Now to set the, the scene for you because this broadcast is only 30 minutes so I don't have a lot of time Cornelius is a Gentile. He's a centurion of the Roman army. and means he's basically a, like a company commander. Uh, probably in charge of a garrison in that area. But his heart is sensitive to the Jews. He's seen the 
uh, the God of the Jews working. He's talked to the Jews. He's learned about their God. Now, he can't become a Jew, a proselyte. He, he can't do that because of his position with the Roman government. But he still is giving major, major offerings to the synagogue in that area. And he prays. And he prays for the Jewish people that he's in charge of. And one day as he's praying, an angel appears to him and says that his gifts and his prayers have come up as a memorial before God. Wouldn't you like to have that testimony? That your prayers and your giving has come up as a memorial before God the Father. Amen. And this angel tells him, this is what you need to do. Go and send for a man named Peter in Joppa. He's staying at the house of one Simon, a tanner. And he will come and tell you what you need to do. Immediately, Cornelius sends his most trusted servants to Joppa to find this Simon, surnamed Peter. Now, while all this is going on, Peter, on the next day, uh, is waiting for lunch. So he decides while they're preparing lunch, he's going to go up on the housetop and pray. Now, you know, we have these depictions of Peter as, you know, Saint Peter, the great apostle, you know, the the founder of the Roman Catholic Church. And he's so pious and all. Remember, this is the same Simon Peter who was basically a sailor, he was a fisherman, could cuss like a sailor, fight at the drop of a hat, but he's been born again and filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, because of his boldness, he's one of the front men for the apostles, if I can use that terminology, because he's not afraid to speak exactly what's on his mind. And part of his conversion Remember when Jesus came to him afterwards and said, Do you love me, Peter? Do you love me more than these? And all that. Part of his conversion was the softening of his spirit to stay focused so he would not fall into that same temptation of denying Jesus like he did when Jesus was arrested. Simon Peter's spirit now is one that at every opportunity, he's praying. Now, you got people that think that you have to pray for one hour every day or three hours every day, and you got to say this, 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 and this, and you got to do all these things or God won't hear you. No, 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 a thousand times no. You pray however the Holy Spirit leads you. Some days I may pray for an hour. Some days it might be 15 minutes. Now, 
I go all day long with praying. I'm talking about the formal, let me go into my prayer closet and close the door type thing. Some days it's an hour. Some days an hour and 20 minutes. Some days 15 minutes and 20 minutes. But I know when I'm through. Amen? You sense that in the Spirit. You must speak in tongues. I, 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 turn the channel, Myrtle. Our religion don't believe in speaking in tongues. Well, you're missing out on about 80% of what the Bible and what Jesus has planned for you. You know, it's not a, some great mystifying, secretive, whatever you want to call it. It's letting God speak to your spirit man. Amen? That's all it is. And Peter is taking this opportunity to go up on the housetop, the rooftop, that's in our grammacular example here in the western, you know, the United States of America, we could say he went out on the porch to pray, or the patio to pray. Right? That's what we'd have. They didn't have that in Jerusalem. They were up on the housetop, so they'd catch the breeze and all that. So, here Peter is praying, and he has this vision that this sheet is let down. Inside is all these four-footed beasts that the Jews won't have anything with. And the Spirit of the Lord tells him, Peter, rise up and kill them and eat. And he said, no way. No way, Lord. I will not do that. I'm a Jew and I have never ate anything like that in my entire life. And then the Lord says, What I have declared righteous, don't you call contemptible or detestable. And this happens three times in the few minutes that he's up on the porch praying. And... After this third time, he hears somebody knocking at the gate door. And the Holy Spirit said, they're here for you. Don't think about it. Just go with them. So he comes downstairs and, you know, they're being greeted. And here's the uh, uh, soldier and a couple of servants. And he says, you know, they're, we're looking for Simon Peter. He says, I'm him. What do you want? And then they explained about Cornelius having seen this vision. And they said, you know, the angel said, come here. We're here. Now we want you to come back with us. So Peter brings them in. It's already late, you know, too late to start traveling that day. So they, you know, they're hospitable to the the visitors and then the next morning they get up and off they go and some other of the Jews and some of the apostles go with them and they get to Cornelius's house and Cornelius is so happy to see them and brings them in and says come in come in come in they get in and his whole family is there friends are there relatives are there Peter's basically got a mini church right here I mean, there's probably 40, 50 people. Anywhere between 30 and 50 anyway. 
that's inside that house. So Peter says, why did you call me? You know, I came as soon as you asked for me. Now, what is it you need? And Cornelius basically runs the story down to him again. And then he says in verse 33, Acts 10, verse 33, Immediately after this I sent for you, and you've done well. You've come. Now, we are all here, present before God, to hear all things that are commanded of you of God. In verse 34, Peter then opens his mouth and says, Of a truth, I perceive. Now get this. God is no respecter of persons. Now why is this important? Do not lift your pastor. Do not lift a preacher, television preacher. Do not lift the Pope up on some pedestal thinking they are so high and mighty. God, when he looks at the Pope and looks at you, he sees a believer washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. No difference. There is no difference when God looks at other believers. They are all equal in his eyes. Now, some may operate in strengthened faith, if I could use that example. The Bible says everyone has been given the measure of faith. Not the Pope's been given this measure, and little Bob over here has been given that little measure, and Pastor Brian over here has been given a big measure, and little Joseph over there has been given a smaller measure. No, every person has the measure of faith. And I heard this explained like this, and it, it, it's a really great example. I've gone to the gym and worked out before, and when I start off, you know, you can't lift as much weight as you desire. But you go every day or every few days, and you know, at one time when I was working out, one day I'd do lower body, and the next day I'd do upper body, and I'd worked out every day. I just alternated like that. And over a period of about six months, I was putting on some pretty good muscle. And I could snatch and grab things that before I couldn't even lift off the floor. Amen. As far as weight was concerned. I could bench press double what I was doing when I started. And the muscles were evident. Now, compare a bodybuilder to your average person on the street. And you think, oh man, he's really got some great muscles. He has the... Each person if you did an autopsy on their body, has the same muscles in the same location, in the same muscle groups. No difference between them, except one person exercised those muscles and built up the bulk, built up the strength, where he could do things the other person cannot do. Amen. That's the difference between pastor so-and-so and brother so-and-so. or That's the difference between the Pope and, and your next-door neighbor. 
That's the difference between apostle so-and-so and preacher so-and-so. Because they have exercised their faith, built up their strength. But when God looks at them individually, he sees equality. He sees a born-again child of the Most High God, heir of God, joint heir with Jesus of all things. They're equal. So when one prays in faith, he gets the results just as much as the apostle so-and-so will get the results. God is not a respecter of persons. That's what Peter says right here. He says, but in every nation, he that fears him, or he that respects God and works righteousness, is accepted with God. And the word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus the Messiah, for he is Lord of all, that word I say you know, which was published throughout all Judea, and it began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. That's where Jesus started his ministry. Up till then, he was the Son of God in the body of a man, but he was not anointed until John baptized him. When Jesus came up out of that water, John seen the Holy Spirit fall like a dove onto Jesus. That's when Jesus became anointed. That, and right after that is when he went into the wilderness and was tempted for 40 days. And it says after the, those days, he went to the synagogue. And it was when he preached his first sermon. In Luke chapter 4, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach recovery of sight to the blind, to set the captives free, or preach deliverance to the captives, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord our God. But that did not happen. His ministry did not begin when he was one year old. It did not begin when he was 10 years old. It did not begin when he was 20 years old. Now I'm sure because of the spirit that was within him, he didn't go out drinking and carrying on and all that other stuff. But he was not anointed for ministry until John baptized him in the Jordan River. Amen. And that's what Peter is saying here. This began in Galilee after the baptism, which John preached. Now listen to this, Acts 10.38. This is the word in verse 37. He says, you know, this was the word which was published throughout all Judea. This was the word which began in Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing some of the people that came to him. No. He healed the Jews that came to him. No. 
He healed those that came, or he healed those that came and gave an offering to him. No. It says he went about doing good, healing all. Say that word. All. A-L-L. All. All means all. Every single person that came to Jesus was never turned away. He healed them. Some people may have needed financial healing. Some people needed emotional healing. Some people needed physical healing. Some people needed mental healing. Some people needed to be delivered from demonic powers healing. It didn't matter what the need was. When they came to Jesus, he healed them all. Every one of them that was oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Amen. That's the reason God was with Jesus of Nazareth. Through the anointing. Well, you also, when you get born again, you also have the opportunity to receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And that same anointing that's upon you will strengthen you spiritually so that you can do the works that Jesus did. Jesus himself said the same works, I'm going to the Father, so that the same works I did you can do also and even greater works than these shall you do. Folks, we are supposed to be able to do things Jesus could not do. Think about what he could do. We can do the same thing. We have the power to raise people from the dead. We have the power to cast out devils. We have the power to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Why? Because Jesus went to our Heavenly Father and has sat down at the right hand of God. He sent us the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. And when you receive the Holy Spirit, you are anointed to do the works Jesus did. And then verse 39 takes effect. This is the one most Christians miss. This is the part most Christians will not do. We are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, the Jews who slew and hung him on a tree. The same person God raised up the third day, showing him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses that were chosen before of God, to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify. That's what a witness does, is testify that he it is which was ordained by God to be the judge of the living and the dead, that to him all the prophets give witness that through his name, whosoever believes in him 
shall receive the remission of their sins. Folks, if you are not being a witness for Jesus, and I'm not talking about going knocking on the door, right, to the little widow lady next door and say, oh, praise God, Mrs. Jones. I sure do hope God blesses you today. No. I'm talking about going to an alcoholic on the street, laying hands on him and casting that alcoholic demon out. Then taking him, get showered up, cleaned up, take him down for an employment interview and watch the power of God, give him a job, give him some money, clean him up and then bring him back to your church and let him witness what God has done for him. But so many people today don't want to take God at his word. That's the reason why the church is now relegated to the four walls within the church. And any time you come out of those four walls, persecution happens. It's because you have failed to strengthen your spiritual muscles. That's why the gay and lesbian community now makes inroads demanding that churches perform weddings, demanding Christian businesses honor them. And anyone who speaks out against it is immediately persecuted because the Christians of this nation have failed in their job. Folks, I'm here to tell you tonight as we get ready to close, Jesus is not pleased. Not pleased at all. Because the Christians have failed to do Acts 10.39, be a witness of all things which he did. You know, you stay in your little church, you stay in your little pew, you stay in your little click group, and you give each other those little Christian hugs and say, oh, God bless you, see you on Sunday, and then you go home. Why don't you hold outdoor rallies in the park, outdoor meetings that will impact a neighborhood? Amen. Lay hands on the people that come from that neighborhood. Heal those who are sick. Preach the gospel to the lost. Let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do. And you will impact this world with the gospel. That's doing kingdom work. Just sitting in the church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, and maybe do a Thursday evening, uh, what are the, what's the popular phrase today, uh, home group session or something like that. That does absolutely nothing. Oh, that's good for your little Bible study time. But instead of having your little home group session with your little hors d'oeuvres and coffee, instead of doing that, why don't you take your little group of 10 or 15 people, whatever it is, 8 people, whatever, and hit the street. Go to the mall. Pass out tracks. Lay hands on people in the mall. And see what God does with that. Amen. So once again, let's sum up Acts 10, 38, and 39. Go out and share with people 
how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him, and we are his witnesses of all things which he did. That's what you need to preach. That's what you need to share. That's what needs to be done if the church in America is going to take back the ground that has lost to the devil. Amen and amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you honor, glory, and praise. Father, I thank you that this will be a wake-up call to the church in America. Lord, wake us up spiritually that we can do what you have called us to do. We give you all the honor, glory, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've never received Jesus as your Savior, do so tonight. This would be the time to do it. Just say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Create in me a new man, one that loves God, one that loves you, one who is be bold in the faith which you place in me. I give you my life, Lord Jesus, because I know you gave me yours. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. That's all the time we have for today. Glory to God. Go to church this Sunday. And if not, tune into our broadcast. Amen. Glory to God. That's all the time we have. Till next time, it's Pastor Robert Thibodeau reminding God loves you, we love you, and greater is he who's in you than he that's in this earth. Bye-bye. You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 